You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live Portraits, featuring intimate, in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood stars and influencers. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live Portraits. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching Black Hollywood Live Portraits. I'm your host, Daryl Christian. Here joining me in the studio today is the lovely Courtney Stewart. What's up, everybody? DJ Jesse J. What up? And our special guest today, you know him from some of our favorite classics, mm-hmm. such as Friday, Next Friday, Martin, you name it. He's been in so many different things. We got Mr. Tiny Lister in the house with us today. What's up, man? Welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? Thank well, you for joining us. Well, my, the Monster bike. Energy Drink yet? That's the problem. You yeah. represent. You got the Monster yeah, T-shirt on. You got the Monster necklace. Shoot, man, for life. And even got the, my monster the Monster bicycle. Bike. You got the Monster Bike. bike. Yeah. Hey man, shoot the Monster Bicycle, fool. <laughs> I'll choke you out. <laughs> now, Tiny, you have worked in the industry for twenty-nine years or yep. so, and you've January. done around one hundred and seventy-one films, correct? Now we want to learn. You know, the beginning of your story. I mean, a lot of people don't know your story. I know that you were born in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Correct? Mm, that's, that's, somebody it, got on the internet and put some crazy stuff on that's there. The but you, grew up, you really grew up in Compton, though. Right? Yeah, I've always grown up in Compton. I was, uh, my mother, uh, I was, she had me at Memorial Hospital and I, we, we lived in Watts. Um, when Watts got real crazy, everybody moved to Compton back then because Walter Hill, the start of my movie career, directed a, uh, trespass with me and Ice Cube and Ice T, uh, 40 hours, one and two warriors. Mm-hmm. He, Compton used to be all white. So what happened, the blacks just wanted to get a better life. They moved from Watts when the riot broke out. And we moved just before the riot mo- broke out to Compton. And mm-hmm. so I've, I don't know, people can get on the internet and say anything. Who the hell they get? I'm not yeah. from, yeah, yeah, I'm like, Pine Buff is such an yeah. opposite. But com- social media is not, and that's what, the, that's what people need to know. Everything on the internet is not real. People right. can get on your internet that's and true. just say whatever they want. And so I just go with it, man. I ain't, I ain't got time to worry about it. That's why we want to talk to you. That's right. Thank you. To straighten it out. Thank you so much. Listen, <laughs> I like you. Cause you got white teeth, y'all. <laughs> Well, we got some beautiful teeth. <laughs> now we we see you, you the six five, you know, mm-hmm. muscle bound guy. Were you always like that like younger? I mean, did you grow? Some people are skinny, and then they grow into being yeah, that's me. Big, Where, that's me. Well, when I was growing up, um, I was bullied, so I go around to all the high schools and junior high schools because so many kids are committing suicide for 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 uh, obesity, um, get being gay. And stuff like that. And I, I go around and I challenge the kids. I'm, I'm, uh, I've adopted um, San Pedro High School, Barack Obama Middle School, and I go give them money to let me know who's bullying. Because I was bullied in, in, in uh, elementary school. And then um, growing up in Compton, you know, a big uh, gang infested city. Yeah. Uh, I was around when Big Tookie was around. So right. uh, <laughs> Big Tookie's come up to Compton High School. And everybody be running like the world's coming to an end. There'll be nobody but Big Tuck. <laughs> and I, everybody gave me a pass afterwards because I, I was great in throwing a shot put. Yeah. And I became the national shot put champion at Cal State LA. And that's my first fame to success, I, I guess. But my vision was always to maybe be the bodyguard one day for the President of the United States. Wow. I ain't, never knew God 
Jesus Christ was going to make me the president in a hundred million dollar film. Company. That's right. Your mind is different in, in what, how God thinks. That's true. And I, and I was very satisfied with just uh, my, the guard, the president of the United States. That would be that would have been the most tremendous thing for me to do from Compton. They say you can never be nothing but a gang banger or a drug dealer. Yeah. And uh, I just want to prove everybody wrong. We are. Uh, you know, I don't I don't smoke or drink. I like milk and cookies, but I, <laughs> I love drinking Monster Energy drinks. And uh, and uh, it's been a great relationship with me with them. But uh, you know, just Compton was uh, where I was born from. I'm not from Pine Bluff, y'all. Never. <laughs> I ain't got nothing against y'all pine, people in Pine Bluff. I know y'all love me too. We love you, but. It must have probably somebody, it probably was somebody from Pine Bluff who put you from Pine yeah, Bluff. Yeah, they, they love you so much. It's only people. It's only people saying they tiny listers selling my merchandising. You know, it's 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 really a compliment to let you know how big this character actor yeah. have become. And you know, I've learned from the Hulk Hogan's. I've learned from the Mr. T's. I've learned from the George Foreman's. And uh, they 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 have taught me how to always to reinvent who I am. And my little brother Sam, man, uh, doing this film with him. Um, no weapon formed against you and got to meet him and now we're talking about doing a reality show together just it's just how god works you know like you said we, we were supposed to do this interview before yeah but god brought us here today for That's a reason right. you know what i'm saying and uh and, and some things have happened since i talked to you on the phone last since last week and and it's all through sam so sam is like a river and I've learned through by the kingdom of Jesus Christ, you know, you're looking to hang out with rivers, not reservoirs. People want to transfer that love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure, so your spirituality was something that helped you well, with even just growing up. And you were talking about there was a lot of gang banging going on. And you were able to surpass that and change, you know, have a different life. Yeah. Is that, is that something that also helped you? And you also played sports as well. Yeah. Were those two things? Well, well, see, the two things that keep you safe in Compton, if um, when I was growing up, well, when they found out I was really good at throwing a shot put, I was I was the second best in conference. Um, the, the Long Beach Poly had the Miller the Miller Twins, and uh, I took them on at, at, at the Moore League Finals. And uh, one of them beat me at the end. And uh, but later on, I uh, I got them all back in junior college and college because I became the best in the United States. I was a national shot put champion in 1982 at Cal State. LA. I broke the school record seven times in one year, and uh, I dedicated my career to a, a white man that had enough uh, vision. To come to where um, from Long Beach City College, I had to go back and stay at my mother's house, and I didn't really want to be in Compton because back then Compton was uh, it was just it was just death to me. Yeah. I wanted to hear, I wanted to see something else besides helicopters at night. Yeah, I wanted to hear birds. I, and I my favorite TV show is Bonanza, and uh, <laughs> you don't supposed to be Debo liking that kind of stuff, but. I've always dreamed about living on the water. We, me and my wife and we, my daughter, we live on the water and, and uh, in a marina. So that's always, I've always just wanted to live like that. So I thank God for his grace and mercy. Yeah. And then now with that, I know that um, Jimmy Bridges, who's Ty Bridges' brother, mm -hmm. was instrumental in starting your... In Ty, Ty Bridges' father. father. Or her father. father. It was he, his father. He, his father, instrumental in... Well, in, that was the first... I didn't know, you know, like when you when you ignorant in the business... You know, when you're black, uh, you want to, the first person you run to is, uh, the first black actor that we all can identify with. Back then, um, Ty Bridge, I think, was making about 35,000 yeah. episodes on, on that show. Strokes, and, uh, yeah. His father was the only one that we, we, we can even hear about. So I started there, but, uh, I'm, I'm at, um, I've been in business, uh, January be 30 years, uh, and I am, uh, be, I'm at Abrams. I'm over at Abrams um, Agency on, in Sunset, and 
And Cindy Conwin, I got the coolest manager in the world. She's a movie producer. And she's a godmother of my daughter. And she only manages me because we became more like a brother and sister kind of relationship. And uh, she's a sister I never had. She's my little Jewish sister. Shalom, shalom. <laughs> and I run with Bishop Blake at, at uh, West Angeles God in Christ. Been with him for over 25 years. So but I, I, go, I, I lay myself out to everybody because kids are committing suicide. Yeah. Um, we, um, while we're hanging out at um, happy hours, kids are committing suicide mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. And, they, and they suppress that because they don't want you to know how bad it is. So I'm, I'm out there in the streets everywhere from Detroit to Chicago. I've been to Kabili Greens with ex-drug dealers named, uh, that became pastors. I go with places other people don't go. Yeah. Yeah, this ain't this ain't Shamar Moore. When did you re- when did <laughs> this, you re- this the fool here? <laughs> when did you realize? Man, raise your hand, man. <laughs> when did you realize to be able that you had the power and ability to to actually change kids' lives, like that you wanted to that this was on the path? Let me tell you, movies is really a setup. I'm not here to do movies. I I, I thought I was. I, you know, I've done hundred. I've done a lot of movies. Uh, me and Sam just did a movie together, a spiritual movie. Where I play a pastor. He's a he's my son. He's a police officer. But it's a really, Bishop T.D. Jakes taught me, he said, Tony, you have a mantle to talk to the youth. Um, Debo can go places. It's like, how would I put it? Wow. I don't know if y'all can handle me on this, on this show. I feel um, like you're about to get deep no. on us right yeah, now. Yeah, we, like, we, we like to go said, deep. We like to yeah, go deep. But see, he said something, and you're right, it triggered that spirit, right? Yeah. There's a scripture in the Bible, Psalms 42 7, the deep calls into the deep. Everybody black, let me just, I, I do it, I try to do it politi- politically correct. And y'all, and y'all would grasp what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Every black actor couldn't do training day in right. Watts because they are not accepted amongst the black community. Mm-hmm. Now you think about it. What I just said for a while, they love they love a Denzel, but they would shut down another black guy right. that makes that kind of money, has that kind of star power, but he's not accepted in the community. And that's how Debo is. Debo belongs to the community. He don't belong to Hollywood. He just works in Hollywood. And um, you got to understand why I got the movie Fifth Element. Luke Bassant is not a, a part of the clique in Hollywood. He's a rebel. So that's why I can do the movie Fifth Element and play the president because he don't shoot movies even in America. He shoots outside of America. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does what he wants to do, like a Quentin Tarantino. You notice all the directors I work with they kind of they kind of bucked the system. The Walter Hills did Warriors, right. forty eight hours one and two. But you got to know the difference when you're talking about shooting in Kimberly Green and, Sh- and Chirac. Chicago's that's called Chirac. They're the number one place in America for murder. Yeah, the so police don't even go there. Depot can go there, but other people can't, and they're the same color as me because they don't belong to the community, and um, it's a disconnect, and so. Bishop Jakes told me, he said, Tiny, you have a mantle to go places where there's no praise and worship teams. So the only person can come and help you at that point in time is Jesus Christ. Because the guys I'm talking to, they have their guns on them. Right. I went to uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, year before last with Pastor Kevin Adams. That met through Bishop Noel Jones. And um, in Chattanooga, 10 kids got shot on Christmas Day. Mm. And the kid I spoke into his life, he was a trigger man. It messed him up because I'm talking to all these kids in the street. And they all scrapped, but they love Debo. And God told me to talk to this this man, and it messed him up because I found out later he was the leader. 
and it's, it messed them up because I can point I can point them out. God allowed me to point them out, and um, that's my gift. My gift, movies just, and TV, is just a setup for me to go tell the youth about Jesus Christ, how gangster he is, and um, you know I have I have one scripture tattooed on my arm. If I'm gonna put something on my arm, some tats, it's gonna be the word of Jesus Christ. Luke chapter ten verse nineteen. And I kind of want to go off of that really quick. Uh, you talk, a lot of kids are dealing with depression. They don't really understand. Exactly. Uh, people don't understand how serious depression is. Yeah. So was there ever a time where, you know, you had a lot of success and you kind of lost, not lost faith in God or Jesus or just kind of. I know, have lost faith in him a lot So could you kind of just talk about. I want, and I want kids to know that. I have questioned God too, it. you know, and, and, and if I sit up here and, and BS you. Just like everybody else. Yeah, I'm going through some legal stuff right now, but God is bringing me through it. You know what I'm saying? And um, and um, it's really a setup for him to show how powerful he is. And, yeah. um, and um, But, yeah, man, it's been some times I've dated some girls, some opportunistic girls before I got married, what we call gold diggers. But but I, but I was, like my grandmother said before she passed away, I've been taught right and wrong. I know who I'm supposed to be talking to and who don't. So you can't make somebody be good. So I've been I've been wanting to hurt myself over a over a girl. Yeah. Mm. And I and I so when I share that with kids, when I tell kids Debo was bullied in, in uh, elementary school, I only see out of one eye. I have a detached form retina. This is a cover to make this make me look cool because this eye turned white over years. Mm. I had a specialist talk to me and say it's going to turn white. So now with the technology, you know, in Hollywood, you can make a cover so make it look just like the other eye. Mm. And um. People would, a dude named Lawrence Adams from Adams Funeral Home in Compton used to chase me home. He was in the sixth grade. I was in the fourth grade. <laughs> and one day, y'all, my mother closed the door when I was trying to run in the house. And I've been fighting ever since. <laughs> That's, and I was there. I had to stand. And when I stood with, and when I challenged him that I'm not going to take no butt whooping no more, I took, I took on life, too, yeah. the same way. And then I found out this gangster named Jesus Man, you can do all things through him, man, and and uh, it's just incredible who he is. Yeah, because uh, he saves us for myself. Yeah. So, Woody, in terms of the bullying, and you get to meet these kids all across the country all the time. What do you feel, or what do you think at this point is is different about this generation that is causing so much with the suicides? Well, I think this the- is the generation of the future. They just don't know their purpose and destiny. Mm-hmm. See, if you don't know, like like you, you somebody cultivated you. Mm-hmm. Who cultivated you? Your mother, and father, my mama, my daddy. Okay, but look about look. So you stepping into your purpose and destiny. Mm-hmm. They call it the Generation X. Yeah, man calls them that. Jesus don't call them that. So if they're the ones is going through so much destruction, why is the devil attacking them so much? If they knew who they were. Could they change the world? Hmm. So if if you never knew who you were, if you never knew who you were, somebody mentored you. Yeah. What about the kids are not being mentored now? Yeah, that's true. See, our society now they're not being mentored, but somebody mentored all of us here. Mm-hmm. And that's why we are here, stepping our purpose and death. But if you you like asked in the, in the Bible, if you don't know who you are, you will never save your people. You know, and and so it's a lot of it's a lot of you out there, and a lot of me out there, a lot of you. You that just don't know we don't they don't have the support system, and it's it's rough, man. So a lot of them take themselves out to ease the pain. But you see it in Hollywood, though. You see, you see, 
See, when you see kids, when guys committing suicide in Hollywood, or guys are speedballing, they're taking three drugs, cocaine, meth, and, and pills at the same time, they don't, we're very blessed to have God as a foundation at a young age in our, in our families. Yeah. Because you can see what happens when you don't have God. You, you, you go, you go left. And that's what God gives us because you still want to get, you still get depressed when you, you know God, but it's better when you know the word mm-hmm. and you know, you, you've studied to be approved. And uh, it, it, so you start thinking about that scripture, Isaiah fifty four seventeen. You start thinking about uh, Psalms one thirty eight. You start thinking about Luke chapter ten verse nineteen. Start thinking about Psalms one thirty nine. If you lay your bed in hell, Jesus Christ would be there too. So all the kids that are living in hell, liking where you from, where we from, but God said He He's there too. You know, he's on the second day, he went to the hell and got the keys back. You know, he's that's a straight up gangster move, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we got to let them know how they, he, they told me one time in Chicago, they was paying me $5,000 every year to come speak. And they had 8,500 kids there. They bust them in with the school bus. They said, if I don't talk about Jesus, they'll let me come back every year and they turn the money to 10,000. They get mad, Mike, and I talked about Jesus the whole damn time. <laughs> the hell, you gonna buy me? Right. How I made up out of Compton is Jesus. I'm not a blood or a crip. I'm playing the president. I'm the first black man to play the president in a $100 million film. Morgan Freeman. I'm, I'm ahead of Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman was was the second guy. God moved me to the front. And you don't want me to talk about that. <laughs> man. I mean, I'm in One Night with the King. I mean, I, and I forget when I came. I'm in Dark Knight. And I say Gotham City. I'm the ratchet of the man. I didn't do nothing good my whole life. But I stopped that riot, and we was we gonna make a sacrifice. We gonna die on that boat yeah. and let them kill. <laughs> and a, so God is actually using biblical things. In a movie, I talked to Chris Nolan that makes about seventeen and a half million direct films. I said, Mister Nolan, nicest guy on the set. You wouldn't even know he's a director. You think he's a grip? And I said, Man, can I? Can we pray in the scene? Yeah, Tony, you can pray. Because I was looking for a platform. To talk about him, right? Yeah, when I talk about him, I weep, and um, that's why I can go to Chicago. That's why I can go to Watts. That's why, because they know I'm from same same. Mm-hmm. And they said, "One half G, one half deep or weep." But I talk about Jesus. When I talk about what He done done in my life, man. So that's how I do it. I went to school in Baton Rouge where 25, 26 kids committed suicide in one year. But they have so much money in that community, they kept it out the press. It was an all-white school. Those are my, still my little brothers and sisters, and they, they know Depot. So God said, I'm going to use that to get in there and tell them about me. Tell them what I did for you. So, uh, Well, you're clearly a vessel. You know, you're, you're clearly uh, uh, here to to promote those messages and to help kids out. And if, if a young kid is listening and wants to maybe have someone like you in their life, is there a program that you're, you're currently they can, working with? That they I'm the easiest person to find. Uh, I'm at Bishop Blake's church. I run with all the, I run with everybody from Paula White to, to uh, Bishop Jakes, Pastor Washington, Jacksonville. I, I run with everybody, man, that is talking about uh, changing the this, this, this system in the hood. I'm always, you know, in Detroit, I run with everybody in Detroit. I run with every pastor out there. 
but I would come to wherever I got to go to to talk about this cat. Because uh, it's like Jake's, Bishop Jakes was at West Angeles one time, and, and I got, and uh, and he was talking about how cold this cat is named Jesus. He said, uh, at the beginning it was light, and he started developing the world. But on the fourth day, at the beginning he said it was going to be light, but he started building the world one day, second day, third day. On the fourth day he said, well, let me make the sign. I mean, that, I just, that just messes me up. At the beginning, he made light on earth, but he didn't make the sign to the fourth day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just in all of that. <laughs> that. He don't even need to use the sun to have light. I mean, so, you know, when people talk about claiming a set that they don't own, run with, God would make you bigger than Compton. God would make you bigger than Chicago. God would make you, well, he'll give you a platform to talk about him. Like I let, your girl that won the Oscar. When they when they fired off American Idol, Jennifer Hudson, yeah. man said that was the biggest platform. So they said, "Well, you we fired you. You too dark, girl. You too fat, girl. Um, you can sing your butt off, but we you, we we can't be in front of us seventy one million people." But Jesus said, "Man said that. I didn't say that." So God gave her a bigger platform yeah. to do a praise party. Yep. So this has been something that's helped you throughout your career. I mean, Man, I don't run without this cat. And and clearly, you know, with the we said twenty nine, thirty years in this industry, you've had more longevity than most people. And I don't kiss nobody's ass. And, and you work know. with the, the best. You work with. You mentioned Quentin Tarantino and. Man, you know, like you know, John Singleton. It was at the Michael Jackson funeral. Um, John was sitting right behind me, and John put me in a. Remember a time video with Michael Oh yeah, Jackson, I remember. Right? Yep. Oh yeah. And uh, I was on I was on hold. We was doing trespass. Me and Ice Cube and Ice T. We were shooting in Atlanta. So Walt Universal was doing financing both projects. They said you want to come up here and work with Michael. And uh, I mean they they said you want to go do this video. And they would say I'm only gonna make uh three hundred thirty three dollars a day. Sure, I make ten thousand. I work on video twenty thousand. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? And uh, but they said it'd be a month. I said, but $333 a day? I can't work for that. Damn, I'm making $10,000 a day. Oh, don't try, I mean, on, on trespass. And um, a week back then. but um, And um, and they said, uh, Tiny, it's Michael Jackson. Okay, I'm cool. I, I suck it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, and uh, the first day I got there, I was, on, I was in my motorhome watching my westerns. And somebody put a stink bomb in my trailer and locked the door. It was Michael. Michael. And that's all it needed for me to become <laughs> D-Born Zeus. So the whole time I chased him, they had a cut. I'm still chasing him, man. <laughs> and uh, we had so much fun on that video shoot. And uh, him and John put a prank on me. I'm, I'm acting crazy like I am you know, did before we started filming. And um, they put some real snakes in this one thing. And I, I, I put my voice, and I started talking like Michael and Prince, man. My voice changed. All the way. I pick, wait, I mean, wait, we can't, we, we, can you give us a sample? You, you, please <laughs> give us a sample. You're talking like Michael and Prince. I, my, I don't know. I ain't know that. I ain't know that. I, I ain't know I had that in me, man. <laughs> boy, when you put, when you put your hands in them snakes, boy, them snakes jump at you. you oh, you punk out, boy. And, uh, yeah, we had a good time when we shot that video. I've been. I worked with Marlon Brando, man. They say he's considered the greatest actor to ever live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I work, I'm, you talking to a black dude from Compton that worked with Marlon Brando? Yeah. Peter O'Toole, and One Night with the King. Omar Sharif. These are icons, and so they're not even movie stars. They're icons. And um, who's been your favorite person to work with? I. I oh shoot. I know you have nobody can touch a variety. Me. Right. He's just talking about Marlon Brando, Michael Jackson, like <laughs> Yeah, Marlon Brando. It's like. We had a lot, I had a lot of fun with them cats. Um, 
because they um they was they like to play. Yeah. And uh, Martin Brando he walked on the set the first day, and Johnny Depp's in the movies. So they said, "I'm dancing with Johnny Depp." So I'm, I do dance with a dude in my career, but it's Johnny. They said that ain't gonna be Johnny Depp. Okay, I dance with him. <laughs> so go back and watch Don Water Marco and see uh, Fade That Away. Um, Marlon Brando and uh, Michael Jackson and Tupac is uh, is was amazing. Um, um, the directors I worked with are amazing, but I have a special uh, place in my heart for the late John Candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why John? What was it? Was I watched what he did. I heard, I heard all the goodwill he did off the fit, off the off the screen. Yeah. If he heard you had a, a situation with maybe you losing your house, I heard he would go give you a hug and slide twenty thousand dollars in your pocket. You know you you don't wow. be mad. I've heard so many unbelievable stories. Where this, I know this one guy. He he always doubles me in my movie named Manny Perry. He's the one that was did the. Luke Ferrigno and Crudup Hulk, he'll paint himself green. Okay. But mm-hmm. when they did that show, and it was a black guy that, that doubled uh, Luke Ferrigno in the TV show Crudup Hulk. He's my double. I don't work without Manny Perry. And he said his father died. And uh, John Candy sent him home and kept paying him like he was there at the work and put him in the best hotel in, um, where his father was being buried, paid for the, um, had a limo sitting out there 24 7. Pay for the hotel, and and uh, I forget if he buried, he paid for the funeral too. But that's the, I heard this stuff all the time. I heard Michael Landon was like that. I heard Will Smith is like that. I just love people that do, that use their power for good. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Bible, you know, we supposed to be rivers, transfer the love instead of being a reservoir and try to hold it for ourselves. And uh, that's why I like, you know, Jamie Fox, good, just good people, man. They do a lot of things. A lot of people don't know what Will Smith and Denzel and them doing. Um, and they don't let them know, even if they get attacked in the press, they still doing biblical things. Like, uh, Will's always changing somebody's life. And right. uh, just out of love. Giving them money. And nobody knows he done done it, but God knows he done it. So I'm a, I'm, I'm, I, I want people to do that. And that's what Michael Jackson was. Michael Jackson was the biggest giver in the history of Earth. That's what I hear. Yeah, he, he outgave everybody financially. And um, the Bible tells us they, they would kill your name in Revelation. The way they killed Jesus on the cross, they would they would kill your they would crucify your name. So when you see what happened to Mike, the attack on Mike, that was what they was doing. Mm-hmm. Mike left his family rich. Yeah, yes, he did. <laughs> you okay? So <laughs> and, and but, some yeah. outside of the family as well. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, so uh, I mean, super rich. You yeah. know, and. uh and God loved me so much to allow me to work with him. And Pac, Pac, man, Pac was amazing. He's, he was a he was a classical trained actor. Just a student a student of the game. You know the way you w- watch Mike Tyson talk about the boxers. Mike knows everything about uh, every boxer that ever lived, black and white. And um, you know he knows about the history of his game. Yeah, Pac did too. Pac knew everything, man. And uh, God allowed. He said, that's why I look back, I reflect and say, you love me so much, you let me work with these cats? And that's what, and John Singleton was the first cat that told me, F. Gary Gray told me, the only time he ever cheated as a director is to make sure I got Friday. <laughs> he said, because you was already Zeus from the WWF. Right. You already had a platform that shook up the world. And we needed that to jump over here. 
And so F. Gary Gray would tell y'all the only time he's ever cheated as a director to give me notes to make sure I get the role is because uh, people back then, people that ran with Ice Cube, they didn't know how big I was. Back then, it was Pat Sherman they running with Ice Cube. They didn't, the Cube knew how big I was, but they didn't know. And you work with Ice Cube several times. What's your favorite part about working with him? Just to learn from him, how down to earth he is, and how how focused he is as a businessman. Him and Ice T is to me is two of the best people I can ever know because you can learn so much from Ice Cube. A lot of people I, say that. Like, what is some yeah. of the stuff that uh, you've learned from him? Well, you know, you know, Cube says it a long time ago in his early music. Keep your focus on your cheddar. And um, I give y'all a good example. Um, um, I'm a, everybody know I, I love Jesus Christ, so the, I, I'm at a Jewish agency. But Resurrection Day was coming up, and um, James Franco was doing a project on Resurrection Day. So Abram said, "Well, Tony's not going to work on Jesus on the day Jesus Christ rose." And and I said, uh, "Why Jesus don't want me to work?" <laughs> so I went to church at eight o'clock in the morning and went and saw James Franco, and we did something. And plus, it was James Franco, man. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's like um, Ice T taught me something. We can take a vacation when we did. So then let's keep on grinding. Okay? And, and look at the work I'm doing. This is work? Come on, man. Right. I'm not unloading a truck and making $400 a week and have to go work another job. I'm blessed to be doing what I'm doing. They paid me thousands of dollars, man, to show up in videos and be on the movie screen. Ice Cube and Ice Cube pay good. So I'm gonna say, <laughs> let, me, let me see this on TV. Ice Cube pay you good. I, Ice Cube and uh and uh, J- uh Adam Sally play real good. They pay good. And I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you who pays the big money. And uh, you worked Adam on Little Little yeah, Nicky, right? Yeah, he just put, he said I want you to play my brother. But damn, Adam, I'm black. He said, damn, it's Hollywood. Tiny shit. You, you my you my you my brother. And he paid me good. And gave me a big back end. And um, Cube gave me a big back end deal. Yeah, they it's, they they're the smartest guys in the business and the nicest guys to work with, and you can learn so much from being around Cube. And Ice Cube, I hear, is in the process of writing Last Friday. And oh, he already wrote it. And, and now, will you be? We'll, we'll have your presence in that movie. Oh as well. yeah, he wrote he wrote it. When he, he told me he wrote it already when he did the Chorus Light commercial. He had it in his head, then he put it on the paper. He's he t- he told me the storyline. Yeah, uh, me and I. I just say this: me and Terry Crews gonna join forces. Uh-oh. And bring, that's why it's called Last uh-huh. Friday, because we killing that little light-skinned person named Michael. <laughs> they, I'm going to Suge Knight his ass. Boy. He's too light-skinned in any way. And uh, Q, we're going to melt his butt, make his butt melt. What's your favorite part about playing Debo? The audience we have when we're shooting the film. Mm-hmm. Be like 600 people around the set. When we shot in South Central... We had about 600 people around the set wow. watching it. And the energy we can bring, even when we filming it, you got the great F. Gary Gray. Yeah. Man, so I'm praying that uh, that that's who Cube used in straight out, uh, straight out of Compton. So I'm hoping he brings that back. Because Cube is a busy man. Cube makes a lot of money, man. <laughs> Y'all, Cube that he on, does. He's on a different level, boy. And so I just, I just like to be around him because... It can rub off on you, mm-hmm. you know. Being around Ice T and Ice Cube and Jamie Foxx and all and Will Smith, it, you can learn so much from them <coughs> on how to become great business people, and uh, and you can even you can even teach your agents yeah. how to help them negotiate for you, because the more you know, the more you can't be deceived. 
like I like I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Mayweather, not because he's undefeated and he's black, and he's what he's telling about y'all forget I'm American. That he he produces his own projects. He cut the middleman person out. There's no more there's no more slave master with him. When everybody else worked it, they was they was being prostituted. Yeah. They was taking thirty three percent of their money. But he got he gets that thirty three percent too. Yeah. And that's what makes him the most intriguing um sports athlete in the world because he controls his own destiny. Yeah. I mean, totally behind the scenes. Yeah, a lot of people see the fame. Yeah, and, and they get and, they get they get upset because he's, he's arrogant. And the Bible says, "Be bold." Sure, sure. Bible says, "Be bold." Don't be no chump. <laughs> Jesus was no chump, y'all. Jesus was a bad dude, boy. <laughs> and so, what? Like, when you see a person take control of his what he does, it's it's. I sit back and I just, I just, I just marvel in how he he controls his whole. Situation, his own empire. Nobody's doing. Nobody is pimping him. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and we don't want to say it, but all all the boxes was getting pimped before he came along. Mm-hmm. Everybody was getting pimped out, but this guy came and changed the game. Let's say like like Deion. Deion Sanders changed the game in um in football. A lot of a lot of people didn't know um, if you want a quarterback, you didn't get paid quarter uh, quarterback money. Right. Deion, you only got paid X amount of money when you play a certain position. Deion changed that, and that's what that's what Mayweather did. That's why you hear wide receivers and cornerbacks getting paid fifteen million, seventeen million now, because Deion made them change the temperature. He said, "I want to get paid the same the quarterbacks get paid," and he went to Forty ers and they won the Super Bowl. Then the uh, Cowboys brought him a blank check. What the heck you want? They come and play for, for the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what he does. They they changing the game. Well, we're not being prostituted. They 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 they, they, they running things like Will Smith. Damn, man, Will Smith is that's Big Willie boy. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. This is one. Um, they asked me this at, at all the Rockabell tour when they're doing these rap concerts, and I'm, I'm showing up as Debo. A lot of people in Hollywood look down on rappers acting. Right. Mm-hmm. This is what I got for them. First, L.O. Cool J and uh, um, Pac was classical trained. I'm not classical trained. And, and so man got mad. They started being mad. They said, well, they, they shouldn't be doing movies with us. They don't, they don't know the craft. Well, God said, uh, the most powerful man in Hollywood is a rapper named Will Smith. No high. And so Jesus said, I will have the last say on everything. Yeah. You know, and, and so the biggest guy in Hollywood is a rapper. Mm. And has changed the game. It changed, it changed the game. I mean, we were just talking about Common. Uh, Common is another Common, awesome yeah. guy. You know, he, he now is. I was just on stage with him in uh, San Francisco. And uh, we was up there a couple of weeks ago at the Rockabelle tour. And uh, Common is. They, they, what you, you, you say he's changing the game. To, he's about to be uh, the next. He's about to have a huge action role. He's yeah. going to be an uh, action star. He, he, he's a beautiful soul. He's going to be dope. Hey, Common. I need to be playing opposite. <laughs> That's you. right. We need to get you. Right. Yeah, you need a you need a bad guy. That everybody gonna be well, scared now, of. But now you, I mean, you wrestling was yeah, key in starting your you, you, the name Zeus and who yeah. you were. And and I know that you work with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, would you ever return back to the ring? Mm-hmm. You know, and Heck get yeah, you and got get some that. money. <laughs> <laughs> you got a million dollars. <laughs> you know, money. You know, like I have a beautiful little daughter named Faith, and uh, she'd be five this uh, October third. 
My name is Fake Grace. I ask God for a double portion. I've been married almost 11 years. Man, I work for my daughter, make my daughter happy. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, I, I would love to go against, I would only go come back if it made sense. Like, uh, I would love to get back in the ring either with the rock or the Hulk. It's only, it's only a couple of people that interest me. Um, cause I left at the top. I was yeah. wrestling the greatest wrestler ever in the history of wrestling. You know, Hulk is the greatest wrestler ever lived. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm, I'm a big fan of The Rock. I've, I, Rock have took it to a new level. But, uh, cause he's, he's very iconic. He's very charismatic. But, uh, I would love to get back him one more time and, and, uh, show, uh, Hulk what a ghetto massage is. A ghetto <laughs> massage. I think we need to make that happen. <laughs> hey, you tell, you put the call out. I want to see it. Yeah, cause I, I want to bring the hood with me. I want to bring, I want to bring all my rappers. And then Lemon and Lowriders come in there. He bring his boys in with them, with, with the Hell's Angels and all them cats coming with their Harleys. Hey, let's do his giant rides. Do it big. Yeah. I, and I like I, and I like doing things larger than life. Yeah. And that's why I like being with Monster because Monster don't do nothing unless it's larger than life. And I've been very blessed to work with a, a company like the WWE, and not to be working to be a spokesperson for Monster Energy Drink and uh, Mark Hall and Sam and uh, Jeff them over there. And, Rodney, the, the the CEO of the company, they treat me really good. They let me they let me be me. How did the relationship start with you and Monster? Well, a, a, a company that was trying to punk me took me over there and uh, was trying to pimp me out. And uh, and uh, he 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 was going to Monster to try to get some more money. And uh, he he said when and Mark Hall, the run, the the, the owner of my, the, uh, the president of Monster, said, "Up, oh, man." I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna probably eat your company, <laughs> but we don't want to leave. We didn't want him to leave here without signing him to a contract. And that day, I, I signed a contract with Mark Hall, and I thank the world for Mark Hall. He's a he's a cool dude, man. Cool white cat that love his tractors, man. And uh, <laughs> I, I just want to go kick it right on his tractors. I just like people that's different outside the box, and that's what I like about Monster. They like people outside the box. They love Snoop Dogg. They like they love Kyle Bush. You know they like rebels, yeah, and uh, they don't don't they don't conform to the clique. That's what I like about Bishop Blake. Bishop Blake let me dress like this at West Angeles, and uh, I dress like this everywhere I go. I don't wear no two thousand dollars suits. My ministry is being ready to go in with the kids in the sewers. The kids in the sewer, man. Kids got. I want to use a strong word. They they got s h i t on them, mm. and they and we got to be willing to get off the sidewalk and get in the sewer with them. And tell them that how much the Lord love them, because they're greater than we are. They just don't know it. Yeah, and that's what we got to do. Because they didn't. They didn't. It's so many of them leaving this earth, and they. It's a lot of sisters would love to be around you, and, uh, <laughs> and just but they they'll suck you dry because they are hurting out there. And I, you you had mentioned a little bit a few minutes ago that you would possibly get back in the ring for the right situation. Yeah, what do you right. think about some of the new stars out right now um, who I feel like people like yourself have paved the way for, like Darren Young, who's, who's the, Darren? he's the new... In, uh, he just came out uh, just uh, as the first, first out in, uh, gay wrestler. African-American oh, gay wrestler, yeah. I don't even know who he is. He's like, yeah, he's the, the big star out right now, but you, he is? you've paved Why the way. Why I don't know? I don't know. He just came out like what? Three, he maybe four, four, three, four, three, four, four. Did he? Let me ask you a question. Did he wrestle Cena? Or have he wrestled The Rock? 
No. no, no he's, he's definitely not the Rock. He's newer he's than He's younger than that. Okay, yeah. see, when I'm around, so that's why, I, you know, and, it's, and I, I'm, very, I'm, I'm very naive, too, because, like, Monster had to let me know. I, when I, I just did a video with French Montana, right? I didn't know who French Montana was, y'all. And I and I'm and I'd be like, God, I, I, I gotta start watching BT and VH1 and watching your show, right? Because I'm always watching the Western channels. Because and then they said, well, you know, he said he, he working with Rick Ross. I wanted to work with Rick Ross too, so mm-hmm. they, we did a video together, and it's doing really good. Uh, um, so I was in South Beach for Monster at the Dub Show. The next day, we shot in South Beach this video, and French Montana, he's been an awesome delight. But um, I didn't. I'm sorry, I don't even. I didn't even know the guy was. If you're not the top, I don't know you. Mm. Oh. Mm. Okay. He's still building. He's still trying to get the Zeus status. You know, he's still building. I I wrestled Hulk Hogan. Right. My tag team partner was Macho Man. Right. I I only wrestled Hulk Hogan. I don't know I don't know nothing else. That's why I told you if I come back, I would think I'd rather go back to the top. Yeah. And wrestle either the Rock or Cena or Hulk again. It it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for me to wrestle with nobody else because that's I was in the penthouse, and now I'm not going to the basement. What's one thing you missed? I got I got to buy more bicycles. Right. <laughs> I, I, I have a bike collection, y'all. What's one Thank thing y'all you... in America for giving me your bikes against your wheel. <laughs> I got a bike collection. What's one thing you miss about wrestling? I miss it because I'm a big kid. Yeah. Like Ice Cube, when we doing Friday, Ice Cube pulled me in this motorhome and said, "Hey, dog, man." You got to cut when we say cut, man. <laughs> and when I, I love being the character because it makes people happy. Right. I like acting crazy. And I tell the kids, I get paid to act a fool. Don't you work for free. Mm, right. Amen. You know, so all the kids in America, I get paid to be this character. It's uh, Debo like milk and cookies. <laughs> you know, if, I ain't, if I'm, I'm going to work out, drink my Monster Energy drink. And I'm at Gold's Gym, only gym I've ever belonged to. It's Gold Gym in Venice, the Mecca. I give out shots because I'm very loyal to the people I'm, I'm at. I've been with Gold's Gym since I wrestled Hulk Hogan in 89. So I'm never going to go to no other gym. Um, why? That's the Mecca. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, we've been we've been blessed to have Kobe in Los Angeles. Yeah. You got to understand who Kobe Bryant is. You know, got to understand who Shaquille O'Neal is. The rest of them cats, I don't care about them because they, they don't strive to be the best. Mm. You know, I met, I met Dwight Howard one time. <laughs> Wow, you see, it ain't the deep calling to the deep, because the deep handles the pressure. Yeah, you can't go talk to the kids and and throw wars if you can't handle the pressure in, in Houston, Texas. So that's where my grandmother, she, one of my grandmother lived in Third Wars. It was rough there near Texas Southern, and uh, back then it was prostitute town and drug field and drug city. They cleaned up, it's, they cleaned it up now, but. You can't go talk to the deep places if you can't handle the pressure. And L.A. is a place where it's pressure. New York is a place where it's pressure. Yeah. Miami is a place where it's pressure. <coughs> Shoot, ain't no pressure in Houston. Shoot, what you talking about? Shoot, <laughs> it's like going to Disneyland. <laughs> now, well, your faith has obviously helped you, you know, well, yeah, work yeah, with those well, pressures. God, and then, oh, I'm, no, no, go. Well, Compton, God put me in Compton to get me ready for to go talk to the youth in any place where other people don't go. And and so Compton was a, a setup for I can go and be comfortable in prep. I was with Pastor Marvin Miles in E Course Detroit, y'all. We went rode the bicycles out there and we started talking to some drug dealers and some girls was prostituting their body. And they, they threw the dope away. Eighty eight eighty eight people followed us into the church and walked them out and gave it like the Christ. 
I'm in I'm in I'm in uh, I'm in New Orleans, the toughest school in New Orleans where they're shooting and they stabbing and they and they raping the girls and they selling drugs. And I, they let me go talking at lunchtime, and the, the local hip hop radio station was broadcasting live, and 271 kids gave life to Christ. See, that's that's I'm not in the churches. You gotta pray, like Bishop Jake said, we got a praise and worship team in there. I'm out there where only God can help me. And um, and you saw me break down and start weeping, mm-hmm. but that's how I talk. I, I don't never see Debo cry because I make people cry. When I talk about Jesus, I weep. The Bible says he wept. And then the spirit takes over the place. And it's the most powerful thing in the world when you see kids make that walk. And to be able to bring it to them, because all they need is that one touch in order for them to actually feel comfortable enough to actually go into the doors. Because sometimes it's scary to have to, you know, the the thought of just walking into a church if you know nothing about yeah, it. That's I, true. I really yeah, that's true. Because a lot of churches got so much structure. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember I said that? And our kids live outside the box. And so we got to meet them where they're at. So I need magic because magic helps me get ready. I need I need all them cats around me at West Angeles because they, they, they pray for me. Cookie, Magic White, they always praying for me. Especially Magic White, Cookie, Cookie Wife is always praying. Uh, <laughs> Cookie, Magic White, always praying for me. She's a serious prayer woman. My wife is always praying for me. A uh, serious woman out of South Africa. Because when I go out there, the guys want to pull the guns on me. They want to. But then the Spirit of God takes over the room. I take over the air out there. And, I, and an OG might call him and say, yeah, you pull that gun on Debo, you're going to have problems. And that's just a beautiful because the kids, the guys out in the streets, they love me because they hear about me um, passing out money, talking about this cat for real. And I need that money because I'm not rich. I'm doing all right, y'all. I ain't, this ain't Ice Cube. <laughs> well, you, now, you mentioned Ice Cube and other this rappers ain't. today like Will Smith and, and yeah. you talked about Common. What is your state on uh, the world of hip-hop today? What do you think about the music today? We have we have a lot of discussions here in the studio about the usage of the N-word and music and rap. Well, I don't think it should be used unless it's necessary. <laughs> and, like, when you... Um, we doing peer pieces, you know... I just did a movie called One Tough Dude, One Bad Dude. And it starred me and uh, uh, James Russo. And uh, what's the guy from Dukes that has a name the, um, with the blonde hair? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, oh, what's his wow. name? Yeah. Just yeah, just Slider. So yes, it started us three, right? <laughs> and so Slider is a racist cop with a racist town. You remember how Rambo had to go through that town yeah. and that ra- and that guy thought he was God in that town and mess around mess with the wrong person. It's similar to that. I'm a, I'm an ex police officer. Just driving through that town to go see my father. Uh he's fishing. Uh we're going uh, hopefully they get this shot in. Um the, the guy who plays my father is the the father from Good Times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love. I'm, I'm a big fan of his, and uh, <clears throat> and um, they they mess around with the wrong cat. Yeah. They think they think they got Flipper, and they find out it's Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> you said Jaws. Oh yeah. I, I, well, well, you know what, man? Jaws is don't. My father, so my my biological father, not my spiritual father, Jesus. Um, he's always wanted me to watch Flipper. I couldn't stand that down. <laughs> I saw that movie Jaws. I said, that's the kind of fish I need to be wrong <laughs> He got his own theme music, too. See, well, Jaws had his own theme music, like Debo, right? Music, yeah. so, and, you, and you know, uh, and I tell people, all superheroes got their own theme music. Yes. So when you hear my music with that bicycle, hey, he's a ghetto superhero. Debo's a ghetto superhero. Yeah. So, Common! 
Don't be working without me. <laughs> Comedy, this is your big brother talking to you. I, I always go, uh, every time I hear Common is somewhere performing, I can be going home. And I said, let me go on stage. He gives me a mad shout out. He's just a, he's a, he's a very unbelievable individual that I, I can't wait to get to know better. Because yeah. we only seen each other at concerts, mm-hmm. you know, when he's performing out and I'm, I'm making an appearance as a character. <laughs> Just he's a he's a good dude, and we definitely need him to be a superhero. Yeah, you guys can be in a movie together. Yeah, <laughs> comment. How do you, how do you go about picking your roles? I mean, we've seen you no, in a they, they, they call me at, at, at my agency, Abrams. Uh, Jackson Bash is my agent. Cindy Cowan, my manager. Um, she's a bad she's a bad Jewish chick, boy. That's my girl, boy. That's she's my heart. Um, it's just you know. Um, I used to stay. I used to stay away from certain movies, um, but I'm open to doing different things now because I, I got to reach a bigger audience. You like you, you know, you talked about the dude coming out being gay. I would never do roles like that before, but now I'm more open to it because if it if it if it means something, mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't. I won't do nothing to have a hidden agenda. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> I'm like, I'm like uh, Sam Jackson taught me one thing. He said, Tanya, I don't need no bald head statue to validate who he is. He already has 16 and a half bathrooms in his office. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, you understand what I just said? Yeah. We, if, you see what I'm saying? And Sam is an unbelievable actor. And I, and I, and, and, um, like I'm a big Sam Jackson fan. He came to my wedding in South Africa. I love him. We go to Bishop Blake Church and, um, uh, I'm a big um, Gary Oldman fan. There's a lot of guys. Have What's it about Gary Oldman that you love so much? He's outside the box. He doesn't look for his name to be heard, but his work is undeniable, the best in the world. Like the girl said from Black Swan last year at the Oscars, I, I, how how in the, how she said at the end when she was announcing Best Actors, how can this be the first time you've been nominated? Hmm. Yeah. Okay, remember that. Yeah, that's all. That, the Oscars. Was all, it was all about what she said. Yeah. How the hell can you have a, a war show, and this is the first time Gary Oldman's been nominated? It's a lot of injustice in the war shows, and um, and and I just think he's one of the best actors there is, and um, you know, so it's, it's certain people that we we overlook and we can't overlook, like the great Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson's a beast, man. Yeah. So I'm in awe of, of him. He's like he's like the preacher on the on the uh, on the uh, on the set. What and he and uh, Sam got to work with Ice T. So when Ice T talks, we all just sit back and listen. <laughs> uh, when or uh, when uh, Dustin Hoffman, I did a movie with Dustin. I did a movie with Rachel Weisz, Dustin Hoffman, Ed Burns, uh, Louise Guzman. But when that's an hour speech. We just sit back and listen. It's just awesome. It's, yeah. it's just, it's just yeah. the presence. Yeah, it's just because you know he's telling you something that is, is you need that, to be listening to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you, some people got it, and some people just like to talk about themselves. And I stay away from the kind of cats like OJ Simpson. <laughs> See, <laughs> I'm not shy, man. <laughs> ain't nobody going Ain't nobody can beat me up anyway. Shoot. Well, that's true. Shook nice, my buddy, y'all. That's my that's my tag team partner, y'all. So, why don't you, tell us about this new movie, No Weapons Formed Against Us, that releases in January. Well, I want to show people that this is more like who I really am. I'm I'm either ex drug dealer, ex gangbanger, grew up in the hood, um, 
became a man of God, and I have a son that's played by Sam um, that did an unbelievable job. He really had the performance of the film. And um, we have Sam Sarpong, who's also in yeah. the studio yeah, with right us now. right now. Yeah, bring your We're gonna bring him over, yeah. sit on the couch. You guys can yeah. tell us a little bit more about the film for all the fans. But, but basically, well, oh, keep talking, Debo. Tell us more about the movie. <laughs> You gonna sit? Where you gonna sit at? Okay. Y'all just gotta sit a little tight. Yeah, I like sitting in my bicycle. <laughs> that way we got the monster on the monster. Hello, it's right there. But Sam is uh, like we talking about you. You know, what's, what's my Greek brother name? Jesse. 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 Like Jesse brought up a very powerful question. How do I deal with depression sometimes too? Um, uh, my wife prays for me. Uh, Sam. Sam loses his wife in the movie and uh, he said well why God wasn't there for him and so he gets really angry with God and so we deal with the real issues and and we got to talk about the young kid named Howard um, Howard when I was having my only child um, I was at Long Beach Memorial Hospital he was a security guard he said man I, I want to write a script and I said will you be in there I said yeah I'll do it man you got to talk to my agent just call me and I, I, I take care of you, you know. And, um, he, and then we find out he, he ended up directing the movie, too. But I get a kid a chance. He said, we can't pay you what you normally were. I said, man, you going to be about that. You're going to do something different? I'll do it. And I want to play a preacher. And he said, well, you got me playing a preacher. My son is the good son. Uh, another son's a drug dealer. So I got, it's like Cain and Abel in my family. And so I got that in the movie. We had this in the movie. And Sam's the good son. Always, but he never gave up on his son's door, his brother doing wrong. But it's why he loses his wife to drugs. And he said, how the hell wasn't Jesus there? And I said, just like that, they call you Jesus. How the heck you didn't show up and save me from his greatest gift? And now he got to raise this beautiful daughter by himself. So we, we challenged what everybody, what you said is going through, Jesse. I mean, we, we, and, but tragedy is going to come, man. And all of our lives, I mean, but you still got to stand there. Because ain't nobody from Compton coming. Ain't nobody going to be to come and, and fix you. But Jesus, like, you know, the Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson went through all that tragedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, come on, man. And she's standing on Jesus, man. So we've seen it, even in Hollywood. But it affects everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't go back and say, hey, homeboys in Compton, y'all going to help me? I can't help you. One person to help you is Jesus. So we, so we showed this movie where Sam is going through all these different um, feelings about how he thought God left him, and God, he was right there all the time, and let, let Sam take over. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, you know, working, I've known Tiny for a while through the business. I'd seen him at different events and things like that. But when I found out I was going to work with him, um, I think. As Tiny says, people have a certain perception of him. And then we actually started filming and doing these deep scenes, and I was talking to him more on set. I saw how he interacted with his real daughter. I saw how he treated his wife. And I was like, dang, he's he's so different than Debo. It's like it's a, he's, he's so different than that. And I think in life, we either by perception or we're so good at playing certain things, people believe that that's you. They walk around and they think you're Debo 24-7. So for me... Just having that father and son relationship, but still having the struggles, having the good times, um, 
one thing that attracted me um, to the script is in my career, you know, I've done like, I ain't done 107. I've done about 60 movies in my career, but most of my films, I've always played the boyfriend or the thug. And this was a chance to show my vulnerability, a beautiful relationship with my daughter, and just an incredible father and daughter relationship. And I don't have a kid in real life, but I love all my nieces and nephews. I'm real big with the youth. You know, the last 10 years, I've been one of the celebrity spokesperson for the Boys and Girls Club where I talk to kids. So I'm very, very passionate about that. So that's, to me, that's what drew me to the script was that relationship, my relationship with him, and also it not being a perfect ideal relationship. That's real life. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So... It's a really good movie, man. And, yeah, my hat goes off to Raya because, you know, it took a long time to shoot. We had to go. I mean, it was a how lot long, of How stuff. long was the shoot? Oh, man. It was, it was off and on a couple years, right? Well, I have a joke about it. I call uh-huh. it the black avatar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why the black avatar? Yeah, and because avatar took my boy Laz Alonzo was yeah. an avatar. And he told me it took, like, a year and a half to two years on a green screen to film yeah. Avatar. Yeah. So me and Tiny shot that movie. It was done. Then we had some interest from people or whatever, got even more money. So then we shot it again at another level. So between the two different films, this has been like a four-year project. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at the first movie, um, Mahari Blanks, who's Billy Blanks' uh, niece, Mm -hmm. she's like three or four when we first shoot the film. Now she's like 10 in real life. Wow. So even in the movie that's coming out, she's so little. And then now we're about to do the music video for it. Kristen near the bars and she's like almost my height <laughs> so the clips from the movie she's so little but you know one thing that it shows even for me as an actor and for anybody in life it just shows that persistence yeah because now yeah, it's true. where we want it to be yeah, you know because yeah, this, this young kid didn't know how to direct yeah he, so we had to deal with his his growing pains you know uh, the subject matter was 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 so cool so as long as he kept his principles, and me, me and Sam there, he, he knew he can he can pull it off. And uh, you know, he learned how to write um, as he grew, and he learned how to direct. And he still he still he still learning. But we we didn't uh, we didn't bail on him. But we had, we we still made him understand what the level we needed this project to be at because we in the film and and uh, it's 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 a good subject matter because you see us in a different me and him in a total different light. Yeah, and then to touch on what he was saying, you know, one thing I noticed about Hollywood, it's like when you come off some good work, there's different pressure. So I'll give you an example. So, like, Tiny's done a million films. He's done studio films. Me, I've only done a few studio films, but I've been blessed enough to do a lot of independent, critically (coughs) acclaimed films. I've been to Cannes twice. I've been to Toronto Film Festival twice. And when I did this movie... I was coming off a very highly critical um, acclaimed film called Anchor Baby. Mm -hmm. Anchor Baby is a movie where I play an African who, uh, basically an African couple comes to the United States and I want my kid to be born out here. So basically my wife has the baby out here and then we're supposed to leave. So immigration and everybody is coming after us. I had to gain 20 pounds, speak with a Nigerian accent. This was like a deep movie for me. So coming off Anchor Baby this was my next film. So when I would look at the quality of Anchor Baby and I would look at the first movie that we did, I would get on Araya because I'd be like, Araya, me and Tiny are the leads. Like, if I'm coming off a movie that's just screened at Cannes and has all this buzz and Tiny's who he is, 
we can't put like a $30 movie out because at the end of the day, it's going to hurt me a tiny more mm -hmm. than it's going to hurt Orion. Right. He's a first-time director. So if I have a little buzz or heat now with casting directors and producers and then I go do this movie, so why you you're done. That's how Hollywood is. You're done. That little buzz that you built is over like that. So me and Tiny had to sit down with him and just make sure, and, make sure. And we've been very, very hands-on with this. Yeah, film. and every day, and every day, keep got to keep our foot on, on, on his throat, too, you know, because he's learning. Right. We there. Yeah. And, um, and, it's, and the, like, we've been in the, in the loop sessions. We, we, we want to make sure this uh, guy that he got loops right because I don't – I'm relentless on people because – like you said, the projects I've been in, in, in you know, like Dark Knight, dang, that's a hundred eighty million dollar film, yeah. man. Can't get any bigger. Than yeah, that. man. So, so you can't, you can't just come and chop us off, and uh, so we got to raise his um, life, and, and he now this y'all got to understand something. This only you gonna make in Hollywood. You know, a lot of people we could come up here. The girls are trying to look all cute, no wear no panties and stuff, sis. And uh, you understand what I'm talking about. And, uh, and guys up here putting makeup on, doing, trying to be metrosexuals and stuff. You got to be like Robert Towns. You got to you got to do the work. If you got to live in your car, you got to live in your car. So Howard, a lot of times, is riding the bus. And, yeah. and uh, I think I think he just got he just got, got a car. Just got a car. Yeah, yep. But you, if you if you want to be in this business nowadays, you gonna have to you gonna have to make the sacrifice. And one thing about God, everybody need to know about Jesus Christ. God will show up when you make the sacrifice. But yeah. if you don't make no damn sacrifice. That's so true. Thank you. I, that is so true. I, I, I've noticed that, like, when you put in the work mm. and God puts you through adversity mm -hmm. and Long you suffering. still say, I'm going to go through it, your blessing is just like, you know, because it's just you, you can't even imagine. And, and touching back on Araya, I will say this. He's one of the most passionate people I've ever met in my life. This project is his baby. He this is everything. sleeps, drinks. It's his girlfriend. It's, it's everything. It's everything. And I love that but you that, guys stood by him. I yeah. love well, it. Well, well, we, we kept trying. I'm hard to, when you, I'm, I'm like Sam Jackson. I'll be on your on your throat. <laughs> but what I, what he's saying, though, about this young kid, though, he's finding his way in life. It's been an experience to teach him how to be a man. To have um, teach him about don't sell out have integrity so he, as we shoot this project all the, the layers we're going through in this project he's learning on how to come in this business because you can get caught up y'all at casting sessions and stuff because you see all the pretty girls coming in like this you, you understand what I'm saying you have this artificial power yeah it's called artificial power just like pastors some pastors want to become a pastor because they want that they want the money and they want to sleep with the women yeah. it's a lot of small churches like that I've, I've seen it that's yeah. why they call them pastors, because it's like, I passed her. <laughs> well, well, you know, well, well, I one passed thing. Y'all didn't get that. It took y'all. I got it. I got it. It took him a minute. Well, 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 that's what I'm saying. And so a lot of people, like, when you see a casting session, and they lose, and, they, and the, the, the director and the producers are losing their mind, because they see all of the pretty the girls, women. Yeah. Yeah. And they want to be in a movie so bad, they do anything to get being in a movie. <laughs> so I don't even show up at casting sessions, you know, um, because I don't want I don't want to deal with that whole mm -hmm. adversity. You know what I'm saying? You, got, you just got to know you, you know. If, you, if, if lust is your your biggest sin, you can't put yourself around it. That's me. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you got to know you, and uh, and so so he's learning. It's funny that he says that. I mean, this is totally off topic, but 
I was talking to somebody that's pretty high profile, and we were talking about <clears throat> guys cheating on girls. And we're all in the locker room of a basketball um, game, and he told me he's a pretty, he's a very big actor. And he said, Sam, he goes, because I was saying, once I get married, I'll never cheat on my wife. Like once I'm married, that's it. And he said, Sam, okay, but he said, let me tell you something. You don't know what it's like to be me. He, mm. said, he said, listen to what he said. Mm. Listen to what he told me. He said, you don't no. go to Ralph's at 1 a.m. looking busted and girls are trying to holler at you. You don't show up at your hotel and the minute that you show up, somebody jumps out the closet and trying to holler at you. He said, everywhere that I go, temptation. there's that right. temptation. Yeah. And he said, the only life. way that I'm able to not do it, he said, right when I'm done filming, if the fellas are going out to the after party, I can't go. Yeah. I got to go to the hotel. You gotta make and, I thought, you. and I thought about that. And I was like, you know what? He is so right because he deals with that 24 7. For the rest of his life. Whereas one of us, you know, we may go to a club and a girl may give you an eye or whatever, but it's different. Right. That's 24 7. Yeah. So it made me not judge him when he told me about certain things he had done in the past and how he was trying to work on himself. You know, I was quick to judge, being like, yo, she's been there since high school. How could you cheat on her? He's like, bro, before you say all that, you don't know my shoes. Right. And it was so real. It, it was like, it hit me like, wow, you know what? You are absolutely right. Well, just, can I just circle back real mm-hmm. quick to the new director that you guys were working with on your film? You, obviously, he's new and he's, I'm sure, learned amazing things from working with you guys who've been on sets for years and mm-hmm. doing lots of things. What did you guys learn or take from working with him that Patience. will influence? <laughs> Patience. Because I kept, I, I kept telling him, we, I think we shot this film for maybe, what, 150000 yeah, something like something that. Like that. It was low budget, yeah. Yeah, okay, so check, check this out. So a lot of time you try to get, sometimes you get some people off the Craigslist, and, and you try to save money, you end up costing yourself more money. Yeah. I've learned that rule about, about life. If you, if you, my uncle told me, like, a lot of times when we grown up, we can't really afford the furniture we want to put in our house. Right. So you buy it, but then he said, a year or two years later, you buying it again, so you really spend more money. Right. So my uncle taught me that. Uncle Yandler taught me. They say, man, buy buy what you want, and if it costs you, if it costs me eight thousand dollars, like I bought this bedroom set in South Beach, cost eight thousand dollars, but I still have that same bedroom set. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because I never had to buy it again. Right. Right. But if I bought it for two thousand, it would have fell apart because I'm a big man. I'm two hundred and eighty five to ninety five pounds. And I would tear that bed up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and to reiterate on that, it's so true, because I was talking to Tiny next uh, last week, and I'm about to buy a new car. And I have a nice car now, it's a Mercedes Benz. And I told him. Yeah, it's a Mercedes Benz. It's been great to me, limited edition, Brabus, all that stuff. But it's time for a new car. Right. So I was like, Tiny, yo, man, I love your car, man. You got a Ra- Range Rover. Is my, my, my car at the time when I got it was more than a Range Rover because it's a super limited edition. But I got it because Benz had always been my dream. I and I was Benz. like, yeah, I, you had the same one. Had you Benz. had a silver one just I like that. I had one with three. I saw uh, you at Roscoe. Yeah. But what I was trying to tell my, my young brother, and I, and I let him make the final decision. <clears throat> I told him, when Sam talked to me like his little, my little brother, I said, I'm your big brother. I know what you need. The short picture premieres. You need to pull up in a Range Rover. Okay, Range Rover is the only truck. I, I, I my, my manager, she, Shalom, Shalom, she got a, ma- a Range. I say it, y'all, Shalom, 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 y'all, because I'm, hey, 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 I'm no Rabbi Pinto, y'all. Oh, wow. y'all better leave me alone out of Israel. And uh, so, 
they run this business, so I'm running with the Jewish people. Y'all I don't care what the hell y'all talking about. <laughs> but to reiterate on his story, I was like a Range Rover. He's worried about gas because I, the way that I drive, I drive, mm-hmm. and 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 oh. and I'm sponsored by Thousand Oaks Range Rover, who's actually giving me a great deal. But being sponsored by them, I have ranges all the time. So literally every two days I'm spending like sixty, seventy dollars and I'm like tiny. Hook me up. I don't have that kind of I don't have that kind of money right now, man, mm-hmm. to be spending I'm spending it on my clothing line. Right. You know what I mean? How's he thinking though? And he said, you know what, Sam? He goes, You're you're thinking you don't have that money. Mm-hmm. He said, You, you deserve that range. Go pick up that range and the money will come. Mm-hmm. And train yourself. Because you're thinking I have what I want. I deserve what I want, and I'm going to manifest that to the universe. Science of mind. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's so important to hang out with people like Ice Cube and Ice T. And he worked with Ice T also in the film all summer. Because because what I, I learned one time, I'm, like, I'm going to give you. I was a, I was they have unemployment for actors, and I was I went I was in between films, y'all, and I was excited about making getting this fifteen hundred dollars a month, and I, and I, and, I, and then it hit me. God said, "Don't you ever worry about." Being unemployed, don't you ever get happy with make, making fifteen hundred dollars? Right. Um, from it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He said, "Don't never." God was telling me, "Don't never be in this situation." And by being around Ice T and Ice Cube, it trains you. So this happened about twenty, about twenty years ago, y'all. And uh, I don't think about gas money, right? Because I'm 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 at this something bigger. Yeah. yeah. And if you and if you worry about gas. You're not, you're not, you're not going where yeah. you're supposed to go, yeah. mm-hmm. and so he got it now. He, he told me then when we walked in here, Tyne, I'm not getting that new Mercedes. I'm gonna get that Range Rover, Thousand Oaks Range Rover. <laughs> Shout out! We about to pick yeah. it up, pick hey, it up, pick hey, it up. I like to get one too, y'all. <laughs> now, hey, y'all the, so I can be human sometimes. <laughs> I can be human. Get that, get that range. Now the movie <laughs> No Weapons Formed Against Us comes out in January. Yeah, yeah we start hitting where, the festival. Where can fans see it when it once? Well, they, actually, our premiere is November 9th. Uh, we, yeah, we have a big premiere. It's going to be in Pasadena. So um, you guys, check out the No Weapons Facebook page, and all the information is there. And it's actually open to the public. We got mm-hmm. a big 500-seat theater, so oh, it's cool. open to the public, so anybody so can So everybody come. can go. Yeah, and then uh, we hit the festival circuit in January. And then me and Tiny... Go hit them churches. Uh, yeah, we're about to do a huge church tour where we go, we screen the movies, do Q&A. So we're pushing it, man. That's awesome. We out here working it. Now, Tiny, uh, we're about to wrap up here, but I have a question for you. What word would you say defines you? You've had a long career, but what single word would you use to define you? Relentless. Mm. That's good. Okay, like that one. And what? Why that word? Why do you? What? Man, I've, I've you know I play. I'm a heavy. So Woody Strode was the first black heavy in Hollywood that played Spartacus and and. Um, all them great movies are. They 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 give you a time where you're supposed to be on top. Maybe you forced to work maybe four to six years, but I stop when I say I stop. I hear that. You know what I'm saying? And um, when they think they figured me out, I'm going to hit them again with a different kind of way. <laughs> and that's why I said that monster. Hey, 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 monster. Hey, hey, the monster. You, monster. Coming. <laughs> I want to be your sidekick because <laughs> uh, you're right. Um, he, the the spirit he that comes out of his body is so unbelievable. unbelievable. You know, it, y'all, if you've been around, have y'all been around him? No, unfortunately, I met him once. You met, he's different, ain't he? Yeah, he's a different kind of. 
He's just—he's got cool energy. He's ready for anything. Yeah. And this is what—and this is what this is what is young, this guy going because he don't have what what makes Sam incredible is y'all the first thing in Hollywood he don't have a hidden agenda. Yeah. That's what it's, it's refreshing to see somebody without a hidden agenda. Yeah. And male or female, you know. Now, where can your fans find you? Um. At um, the Monster House. Yeah. <laughs> Besides the Monster, Monster House. Hey. Sharing a Monster hey, hey, drink with you. Hey, yo. Monster this House. Is all, this is what I drink. When I'm doing the, the new Friday with Ice Cube, I'm drinking these. And once I get my man Sam in that film, too. Yeah, he got me drinking Monster. Yeah. It's funny because I quit drinking soda like a uh, few months ago. Well, Not a few years ago, actually. And I have them once every blue moon. But now, hanging around with Tiny, I'm all Monster. All monster now. Now. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, you know, I was at the Pentagon for Monster one time. And... And uh, I was there with the, the the guy that ran CIA, you know, the, the, um, yeah. what's his name, Manella, something, something like that. And so they let me ride the bicycle in the Pentagon. And, uh, and then, then the white guy that runs the Pentagon rode my bicycle. And it, it, it was just good people. But I found out they had Red Bull up in there, too. So you have to take and I had to flip on them. <laughs> and, you know, because I, I flipped on them. Because it, it put, but what I did was politically correct. How the hell you going? <coughs> Red Bull is not even American. No, okay. but what's funny is he. Oh no, let me finish this. He's serious. Hey, <laughs> Red Bull Company is not in America. It's in Australia. It's in Australia. Right? Yeah. So how the hell can our military be in drinking anything but monsters? That's, 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 that's a good point. So hey, that they start throwing point. the Red Bulls out, throwing them in the track. The cooks, when I came, the cooks came out, and I said, man. So I, I broke down. So I said, how the hell can my military brothers and sisters? Be drinking nothing but monster because Red Bull is a punk ass company <laughs> from another country. You defend America, <laughs> and that's what I love about Meriwether. He said, "Man, how the heck is everybody gonna pull against me?" Because we thought because the other guy was soft spoken, Pacquiao, we going some people was pulling for him. He said, "Don't look at me because I'm black and I'm and I'm talking boastful. I'm American." America is supposed to pull for America. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's true. And he said, "Dad, check my record." I'm undefeated. Yeah. So, okay, so, now <laughs> now where are you on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram? If, if uh, real tiny you? Lister, I, I guess because I, mean, I don't follow that stuff, man. But I got real tiny Lister. Third day production at G, at uh, Third day production uh, address is eighty three zero six Wilshire Boulevard, number sign eleven eleven Beverly Hills, California nine zero two one one. Y'all, 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 y'all. I love it. Out. All right, Just, Sam. Oh. Uh, you can follow me on Insta, Sam at. Uh, Mr. Mr. Sam S A R P O N G, and that's my Insta same Sam. Insta, Insta Sam. Sam, and that's the same thing for Twitter at Sam, at Mr. Sam Sarpong, and the same thing for Facebook, just Facebook backslash Sam Sarpong. At us, man, at us, Courtney. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stuart yes. Starlet, at Jesse. DJ Jesse J, and at Daryl Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you guys for tuning in to Black Hollywood yeah. Live Peace. Portraits Woo! with our man. Mr. Tiny Lister. Big Tiny. He's a monster. He's a monster. Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Dario Kristen, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network. If you have questions or comments, tweet us at BHL Online or email us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. For more exclusive content, visit blackhollywoodlive.com. This has been a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network. Uh, the views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.